Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, and this is another episode of the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast. That's right, the Quarantine Chronicles. You know the drill by now. Hope you enjoyed my solo episode yesterday. Kind of gave my thoughts just in general on the public sentiment as we enter week four of this self-isolation quarantine period as we continue to battle the coronavirus outbreak that has gripped the world, gripped our nation, and put sports on hold. That's the biggest thing, right? Why are we doing the Quarantine Chronicles? Well, because one, I wanted to create some content that would give everybody something to listen to while we're sitting at home, working from home, wishing we had sports to watch, and two, have great conversations with people who I think are interesting to me, and to our listeners. So I really appreciate you tuning in once again. I do have some guests today. Guests, that's right, plural. And you are in for a real treat. I've got two special guests, and it has to do with golf. Again, you know I love golf, and it's Masters Week, or at least it's supposed to be Masters Week. So I called in the big guns. I am going to be joined by Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. That's right, gravy and the sleaze. Colt Nose, of course, being Big Gravy, and Drew Stoltz being the Sleaze. How do you know them? Well, they're the hosts of Gravy and the Sleaze on Sirius XM, PGA Tour Radio, that you can hear weekly from Monday to Wednesday at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And they also have their own golf podcast called Subpar that has ramped up the charts. They are doing an awesome job, so check them out. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Subpar Golf Podcast. Colt had an unbelievable standout college career at SMU. He was an All-American, and he won three USGA events in the same year, 2007. He won the U.S. Amateur, he won the U.S. Am Pub Links, and he won the Walker Cup as a member of the United States team. Before he turned pro and played on the PGA Tour, he was the number one ranked golfer on the World Amateur Golf Rankings, and in 2008, he won two tournaments on the Corn Ferry Tour and finished sixth on the money list to earn his PGA Tour card. He has earned nine top tens and 24 top 25 finishes. Just recently retired to take on the media world. He'll be on CBS Sports on their PGA Tour coverage later on in the season when everything gets ramped up. And his co-host, Drew Stoltz, played college golf at TCU and won the 2004 Colorado State Amp Tournament. He went on to play 
on the Corn Ferry Tour and other professional mini tours. These guys are awesome. They are so much fun to talk to. They have a great radio show, an awesome podcast. I have been on their radio show before. I'm trying to weasel my way to be Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio's college football voice. That's the goal here. And these guys are so much fun to talk to. We're going to dive into everything. As you know, golf is on hiatus. What have they been up to? We'll talk to them. It's supposed to be Masters Week. I'm sure they've got some good stories about Augusta National and or some of the stuff that they've heard from the players. Yesterday, the tentative schedule got rolled out for golf to get back in action. Yes, the British Open was canceled. Other majors were postponed. They announced the new dates for the Masters, which of course will be in November. What are their thoughts? Is it going to happen? And what have they been up to personally during quarantine? Let's talk to them. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. This is going to be a fun one. Here they are. All right, here we go. It is the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast, the Quarantine Chronicles. All of us in Georgia obviously are dealing with a little bit more depression than usual as we've been in this self-isolation period going on four weeks now because it's supposed to be Masters Week. And I've got the weather.com pulled up right here, guys. It's going to be great. Sunday, maybe a little bit of rain, but Friday, Saturday, just picture perfect in Augusta, Georgia. And we're not going to have it. That's why I brought in two guys who I think could liven it up a little bit, make us laugh a little bit. It's Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz from Gravy in the Sleaze on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. You can listen to them Monday through Wednesday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And then they're also hosts of their own podcast, the Subpar Podcast, which has jumped up the charts. they got a ton of great guests, and they've been doing an awesome job. Colt, Drew, thanks for joining us. BG in the Sleaze. How are y'all doing, man? Man, thanks for having us. I'm excited. Yeah, it's nice to be on a little football little football talk maybe for a change. Absolutely. We will get to the football for sure, but obviously golf was just getting ramped up. Everybody was super excited. Players' championship that Thursday round was awesome. Saw some low scores. And then it was announced about halfway through that first round that there would be no fans for the rest of the weekend. And then as they were finishing the first round, guys, you saw all the other sports leagues say, you know what, we're stopping play. No sports in America. PJ Tour followed suit that evening. And since then, we have just been on a complete sports hiatus, which has been brutal to say the least. How are you guys navigating it? You still have a daily golf radio show, but no golf to talk about. Colt, tell me what that's been like. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's, uh, it's it's challenging. I mean, our job is to talk about golf and sports for two hours a day, three days a week, and with nothing going on, it's it's been challenging. But luckily, the Slays and I like to talk, so we've been able to pass the time and um, get through it. We've had some awesome guests on our show with it being Masters Week. Um, you know, we've had we had Jordan Spieth earlier today. Got Mike Weir tomorrow. Um, so we've been very lucky. Frank Noblo from CBS Sports. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been tough, but it's still, it's been fun. It's fun to entertain everyone. Drew, talk to me about that because you'd love to entertain as well. I mean, obviously, you'd love to find something to talk about. I feel like if you look around sports media right now, it's brackets this, Mount Rushmore that. I've seen one where it's like, yeah. what quarantine house would you want to live in? And they bunch a bunch uh, get a bunch of people together and you have to pick one. How has it been from like a creative standpoint to kind of dive into some content, but also you guys are able to get great guests, which helps a ton? 
Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22. Like, between Colt and I, like, we love to talk about golf. Um, that's, you know, that's pretty much what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But when we do divert off of golf, it's always to, like, what's going on in other sports, right? Colt and I are huge football guys, so we try to keep a pretty close uh, beat on what's going on with the NFL, college football, stuff like that. We mix in some – we're both big fight guys. We like to watch fights, so we'll talk about that stuff. But right now, like, that's all off the table, you know what I mean? So finding stuff to talk about in golf is tough. But on the flip side of that, like Colt was mentioning, we've had some unbelievable guests. The good news is about this is that everyone is available. You know what I mean? Nobody is doing anything. So uh, we've had, you know, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Gary Woodland, just, you know, Spieth, like Colt said, just to name a few, like in the past couple of weeks. So we're trying to just take this opportunity to get the best interviews we can. And I think so far uh, we've been lucky in getting a lot of the guys that we have. No, you all have been uh, doing an awesome job, and it's great because that's kind of the same reason that I started these Quarantine Chronicles sleaze. I, I pretty much figured out, hey, if I text somebody, they don't really have a necessary excuse to say, no, I can't do it. I cannot give you 20 minutes. So that's worked out well, and I got, I'm glad I got you all um, on the podcast as well. When I did my introduction, I told everybody, I love talking to you guys. I love listening to you guys, but my main goal is to weasel my way into being gravy in the sleaze as college football voice when the fall rolls around and now the fall is about to be absolutely jam-packed the tour and the governing golf bodies rolled out yesterday their tentative schedule they postponed the pga championship they postponed the u.s open and of course the masters has been rescheduled to november just first thoughts guys do you think it's going to happen as planned and what will it look like i mean i know that's a long way away Hopefully it all happens. It's given us something to look forward to. There may be some light at the end of the tunnel. Are you guys hearing anything different than what they told us yesterday? Um, for me, I would say I think it's very optimistic to, to play these events as scheduled. I definitely think the Masters will happen. Uh, the PGA Championship in San Francisco kind of makes me a little nervous with the governor coming out and saying he doesn't think his state will be ready for big-time sporting events in August. And right now the PGA is scheduled for, for August. So that one kind of scares me. And with, with New York being one of the worst states um, during this pandemic, it's kind of hard to imagine them being ready by September for a U.S. Open. But as a golf fan, I'm, I'm really hoping we have it. I think the, the U.S. Open at Wingfoot will be incredible as it always is. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope it happens. But at the same time, this is all just tentative for right now. Yeah, I kind of – I would echo most of that. I, I think this is – these are big events. There's a, there's a lot of logistics and things and planning that have to go into doing these. So I don't think they can just sit around and wait for, you know, let's say it's two more months from now when, when things get back to being normal, they can't just be like, okay, let's start scheduling three majors and a writer. You know, let's start, let's start planning for that. I think they have to plan in advance and that's what they've done right now. They've got these things on the schedule and, and, you know, hopefully optimistically speaking, if, if things go well going forward, then they can hold those things. Um, and if they got to, keep postponing or canceling some along the way at least you know they'll be ready to go when life does resume back to some level of normalcy so i'm holding my breath i know the world wants sports i know we want sports so i am cautiously optimistic that uh, these things will happen no i i totally agree with the both of y'all and, and sleaze i love to hear you say that you're cautiously optimistic just yesterday on this very podcast i was telling everybody that i think it is okay to be relatively optimistic but 
also still understand the severity of the outbreak, right? Like understanding, yes, this is serious. Everybody should stay inside, practice social distancing, but we're going to get to the other side of it. If, you, if you're if you on social media like most of us are all the time now because we're just sitting at home, it seems like there are two ways about it, right? There's those who I guess are labeled as like coronavirus truthers and the other ones who say the world is ending, we'll never be back to normal. I think there is a way, like you just said, Look, we can plan these things. We're going to get past it. How it will look when we do get past it, well, that's up for debate. But I think we will have golf in the fall. I think it is just awesome to think of the Masters being played in November. Georgia hosts Tennessee and Athens that weekend. That's an hour and a half drive away. Do you think ESPN would set up college game day in the Augusta area if that were to happen? I mean, I don't think contractually, I've done my research, Colt. You may know more than I because you're going to work for CBS Sports this fall on some broadcasts. I don't think contractually they're allowed to switch the SEC 330 game to CBS Sports Network. So I would assume ESPN tries to finagle their way in and say, let's put Georgia, Tennessee on ESPN at night. CBS keep the Masters all day, and they'll work around some like huge production to have game day possibly in the Augusta area. It's a very short drive over to Athens. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime epic opportunity for the Masters and SEC football in the same day. I mean, do you think the grandeur of those types of opportunities will come to fruition or not really? Everybody will just be focused on the golf. I mean, that would be incredible. I love your idea. I didn't even think about having college game day in that area. And I mean, a dream scenario would be Kevin Kistner around the lead in the late tea time oh on God. Saturday and goes on game day, game day the morning before his tea time to, to get the crowd all ready to go for the Georgia Tennessee <laughs> game. That would be, that'd be absolutely amazing in a dream scenario. I hope it happens. Um, you know, CBS is going to have an interesting decision to make. Obviously the masters is their, you know, Super Bowl of golf. So, they're going to want to do that as well. But the SEC football is obviously a, a very big deal. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, from a na- like from a national advertising, a national interest standpoint, the Masters obviously trumps SEC football. But then even on Sunday, Drew, you got NFL football. I mean, that's a week before Thanksgiving. Playoff races are going to be tight. Your boy Tony Romo, I mean, what's he going to do without Jim Nance? Because you damn well know Nance is going to be in Augusta. I think this would happen. I think Romo could finagle his way to get onto like the 16th green and figure out a way to broadcast mm. the Masters. What do you think? Yeah, that's actually funny you brought that up because we were talking about that today on the show. I wasn't even thinking of that. They're like, yeah, if the Masters and the NFL, you know, Masters Sunday and NFL are going on at the same time, where's Jim Nance going to be? So that's going to be a very interesting take. I think Tony on the grounds at Augusta. I don't know if they're, I don't know if Augusta is the type of place where they're just going to trot a guy out there for his debut and be like, hey, kid, go ahead, give it a spin, pop up in the tower and see if you can call some golf. So I'm not sure that Tony would be at Augusta, but that would be. Really, really fun, but I'm more interested to see who fills that Jim Nance slot uh, with Tony on, on Sunday if Jim is, in fact, still at Augusta and can't do both. So I'm excited to see who, who gets that job. But I'm more excited for the fall just being that, like, there's potential in November to sit there, watch the Masters, flip over, watch your favorite college football game. Oh, it's Sunday now. Let me check out some NFL back to Masters. You still have NBA. I mean, you could bet on everything under the sun at that point in time. Oh, my God. I mean, the the, the plethora of sports that we're going to have this fall, if this does happen, 
will simply be unbelievable. I can't wait. And, and even when you talk about the FedEx Cup playoffs ending a week later, you're talking about the Tour Championship. They said it would finish on Labor Day, the Monday of Labor Day. Guess what also is happening the Monday of Labor Day in Atlanta? Yeah, Georgia's playing Virginia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. So again, you could have an epic opportunity to spend all day at Eastlake, get a couple of beers, hop in an Uber, head over to the stadium, and catch some world-class college football. So truly, it's going to be so awesome. And one thing that I have found out with the hi- hiatus of PJ Tour Golf, I love, and I told you guys this when I was on your show, I love weekly fantasy golf. I'm in a couple of different pools. It's tons of fun. It keeps me interested And it has been absolutely brutal with no weekly fantasy golf. You know who I had? Players Championship Week. Yeah, I had my boy Harris English, and he fired off a 66 in the first round. I'm sitting there going, here we go, going to cash in. And, of course, that absolutely did not happen. I think this is going to happen, though. All right? And I've said this since the beginning of this quarantine period. The peak depression will be this Thursday through Sunday without the Masters. Right? They're going to replay some of the classic final rounds at Augusta. It's going to be brutal. I mean, we're going to have to sit there and watch it in our homes and say we should be having golf. Not going to happen. You guys talk a lot about your past playing days on Gravy and the Sleeves and on your podcast. And one thing in particular that you talk about, and Colt, I gave you a lot of love when I told uh, our audience we were having you on, was your unbelievable amateur year in 2007. And you guys talk about this a lot. What did you not do after you won the U.S. Amateur in 2008? Uh, yeah, cool. yeah, so obviously I, I, I turned I turned pro early and and forfeited my invitation to the Masters. I tried to argue with Augusta and say, since I won the Pub Links and the Am, I have two invitations. I should get to play as a pro no matter what. Oh, interesting. They didn't go for that. Yeah, they didn't really go for that. So I, I missed that opportunity. But um, I know a lot of you know Augusta people are out there listening to this podcast, and I still haven't been on the grounds at Augusta National. I'm looking for a round of golf if anybody wants to take me whenever all this is over with. I think we could. Hey, Cole, we should definitely try to, to try to get you on the grounds. I didn't know you've never been on the grounds. I, I know that you no. turned professional early. Obviously, you had a stellar amateur career, and then hit the ground running on the Corn Ferry Tour. Had an awesome PJ Tour career as well. Did not know that you had never been on the grounds. Sleeves, have you been to Augusta? Have you played, or have you been to the tournament? I went one year. Yeah, I went the first year bubble one when he uh, won the playoff over Louie and hit that incredible shot in the playoff on number 10, the hook wedge there. It was too crowded at the time to get down there to the fairway, but I was uh, camped right there on 10th tee uh, on Sunday, uh, hoping that a playoff was going to come through because by then the 18th green was just, you know, 20 deep. You couldn't see anything. So we raced over to the 10th tee and we're like, yo, if this thing's a playoff, we're at least going to have a good view of this first tee shot. And I was literally right there watch Bubba hit that drive into the trees and I was like well this thing's a wrap like there's there's no getting out of there like unless Louie makes bogey this thing's probably toast and sure enough he hits the shot of all shots which I mean just we uh, we walked down there later on and I was like dude this is not even feasible from where he is to, to put a ball on the green it was one of the best shots in Masters history for sure yeah, no doubt. I mean, Augusta is really special. I've never played there. I've been on the grounds a couple of times 
for the tournament. I, I do have an interesting story, though. Um, and, and, and BG, I want to get you out there. I don't know how it's going to happen. I did win the Billy Payne Award when I was at Georgia. Still haven't gotten an invitation. That's okay. One day it should happen. But my dad, my dad has played at Augusta a couple of times, you know, growing up in Georgia, playing at the University of Georgia, being in the NFL. He's got some friends that are members. He's played a couple of times. When I was in college, this was 2009 or 2010, my dad called me. It was right around my birthday, which is May 10th. So, yeah, I think it was on my birthday. My dad called me. and He said, hey, son, I got a question for you. And I was like, what's up? Just regular phone call with my dad. He said, if you could play Augusta National, would you bring me? Would you bring your dad? I go, shit, yeah, I'd bring you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> he goes, cool, then you'll understand because I'm bringing your grandpa. And I go, oh, my <laughs> God. So they played They played That's Augusta big, on my birthday. And um, I'm glad JoJo got to go, though. You know, one day, one day I'll get the call. We'll have a lot of fun. BG, maybe you'll be with me. And we'll have some fun. You know, I I think it'll be interesting if it does happen in November because the course will play different. The foliage will obviously be there. It won't be azaleas and all that stuff, although Augusta could probably make it happen. But until we get golf, which seems like it might be in the middle of June, will there be fans? Who knows? As long as it's televised, we'll be happy. I'm sure y'all talked about this on your radio show. It's been rumored that supposedly Tiger and Phil are working on another showdown, possibly with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning as golfers, as guys who are in the industry, does that interest you? Because personally it, it does interest me. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, anything right now interests me. Uh, obviously those two names, like the last, the, the original match didn't quite live up to its hype, I would say. Um, but you know, I'm would still definitely tune in whether it's pay-per-view or not. I'm going to watch just because of the times we're in right now. And obviously it's, they plan on, you know, helping raise money for the coronavirus and all this. So, I mean, it's for a good cause, and uh, I would definitely tune in. I just, I hope they'll be a little looser this time around if they do it and get a little more trash talking going and and show their personalities. Yeah, I'm, I would literally watch a turtle race live on television <laughs> right now if it was out there. Like, I'm just clamoring for anything as most of the sports world is right now. In terms of Brady and Manning being involved in this, I don't know if that, like, adds to the allure of the event at all. I think the allure of this thing is that it's Tiger versus Phil. You know, that's kind of what we all want to see is two of the greatest golfers of all time go head-to-head. I don't know if throwing in two, you know, NFL quarterbacks as great as they are who are going to shoot, you know, whether 10 handicaps or whatever they are really adds to, like, the golf element of it. But, Colt, like, like, the way – what we discuss on our show is like, there just has to be banter. There has to be some back and forth. It's got to be different than regular golf. If it's just four guys out there, two greats and two quarterbacks, I don't know if that adds to it. And I feel like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are such big brands that uh, they might not really provide all that type of banter. Although I'm pretty sure Peyton would, would at least get some good jabs in there. I think he'd be, he'd be really good on the mic. He's a funny dude. Yeah, you do make a good point because those guys have advertising deals. They've got reputations to uphold. It's not like they're just going to go out there and have a couple of beers and cut loose on TV. Like that's not what would happen yeah. whatsoever. I also wonder, did they say if it was going to be at Shadow Creek again? I, I don't know if they announced if the course was uh, named at that point, but you know, maybe move it somewhere different. Maybe move it somewhere where a lot of people wouldn't get an opportunity to see um, on TV. But I agree with the both of you. Like anything at this point. Please just give it to us. We need something 
to fill the <laughs> void. Uh, and speaking of the void, what are y'all both doing personally? I mean, are we still playing golf or are we really kind of grinding it out on the professional side? Colt, I think, uh, I think you're headed to a little money game right now, huh? Oh yeah. I play, I play golf every day and we do our social distancing. Everybody stays away from each other. No touching. Um, we got the PVC pipes in the, in the cups here at Whisper Rock. So the ball doesn't go down too far. You don't have to touch anything. It's great. The weather's been perfect. So yeah, I, I play every single day, normally around noon, um, try to make some cash and then head on home. That's a hell of a gig. I am I am not playing as much golf. I found uh, I found this recently, but it's ramped up now during coronavirus. We got a big um, pickleball conglomerate down here, here in Scottsdale with some good buddies of mine. Drew, one of your close friends, another Drew. Drew Kittleson is my partner. So we take on uh, a couple of our friends, and we have showdowns set up as often as we can. And like it's all golfers. One of the other guys that plays is Ricky Barnes, is a tour player, and then his partner is a former professional on like the mini tours and stuff. So it's all golfers, but we've we've taken this pickleball, and it is like it is like life and death out there with us. I feel like it's <laughs> it's the new thing. Like if we if someone went out and beat the other one in golf, we could just brush it off and be like, ah, yeah, whatever. I think now, you know what I mean. But when we lose a pickleball, I mean paddles are breaking evenings with your wife are being ruined it's 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 so fun and so competitive so that's what i'm uh what i'm getting into a lot more during this uh during this quarantine time no i love it we all need competition obviously find it any way you can i was texting with my buddy the other night i was like hey you know wedding crashers is on channel two whatever and he goes i'm watching the voice man i need some competition i was like dude i totally get it (laughs) i absolutely get it last thoughts we'll get into a little bit of football here Tom Brady leaves the Pats. I was shocked. You guys asked me about that when I was on your show a couple of weeks ago. What were your first thoughts? I know you guys have probably brushed up with B.A. out at Whisprock a couple of times. He's down in Tampa now. He gets Tom Brady. Do you see this as an immediate success story, or will there be some growing pains down in Tampa? A ton of expectations with TB12 now down with the Bucks. Man, for me, I think it's super exciting. Uh, they're obviously in a very tough division. With, with New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina. I still think New Orleans is the team to beat um, in that division, but this, I mean, it, it's got the potential to be incredible. For I mean, Tom Brady's finally actually has some weapons around him, which he hasn't the past few years. So it'll, we'll be able to see if Tom Brady still has it or if Bill Belichick was really the magic man up there in New England. Um, uh, I was kind of disappointed he didn't end his career in New England just because of the legacy um, he, he has there. But for me, and I'm, I don't root for the Patriots very often, specifically because of Keegan Bradley, I love that he's going through some pain right now because of this. <laughs> so it's very entertaining for me. Yeah, that's the one good news about all this deal is that the Patriots have had this run for so long, and every Patriots fan that I know is obnoxious. They All they do is they get to have a parade about every year, every other year. They go, you know, damn near unbeaten, and I'm getting really tired of it. So at least now they have to come back to reality and maybe have a middle-of-the-road team like the rest of us. But it's going to be really, really strange seeing Tom Brady trot out there in a, in a Tampa Bay uniform. Like, like It would be like seeing Jordan put on, putting on the Wizards uniform or something like that, right? But, I mean, I love Bruce Arians. I think he's a genius. I think he's one of the best coaches in football. And like Colt said, I mean, you give him Chris Godwin, you give him Mike Evans. I mean, these are weapons that he hasn't had and a lo- type of weapons he hasn't had in a long, long time. And uh, it'll be really, really fun to see what they do, especially yeah, being in the same division with Breeze. It's going to be – it'll be entertaining, uh, to say the least. 
Yeah, no, no question. I, I'm fired up to see it because you know BA is not scared. I mean, he's going to put Brady in there and say, "Chuck this thing deep. You're going to have to take some hits, but we're going after it." I would imagine that he sees a, a real two year window to maybe snag a championship with Tom down in Tampa Bay. And I love how the NFL is going about business as usual in the sense of obviously making everything virtual, continuing with free agency. The draft is coming up in a few weeks. I like that. I think it's right for America. I think we all need a little bit of reprieve from the negativity that's going on right now. And guys, you certainly provided our listeners with some of that reprieve by joining me here on the Quarantine Chronicles. So thank you so much for joining me. I'll let you both get on with your days. Colt, Golo, Whisperock, and Sleaze, my man, I appreciate you. Hopefully we can tee it up here in the future pretty soon. Absolutely, dude. Whatever you want. All right, boys, have a good one. Appreciate y'all. Tons of fun talking with Colt and Drew. Big shout out to them for joining us on this episode of the Quarantine Chronicles. I'm telling you, if you guys like golf, if you want some sort of that new age golf media, you have to listen to them while you're in your car. PGA Tour, Sirius XM Radio, Gravy and the Sleaze. Rate, review, and subscribe to their podcast, the Subpar Podcast. They have awesome guests. I think this past week they had Tony Finau on there. They have the pulse of the PJ Tour down. They're extremely relatable. Guys love to talk to them, and they're just a really fun listen. So I always, always, always am thankful for their time, and that was a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Hopefully it kind of gives you a little bit of relief as we have to deal with not having the Masters this week in Georgia. But brighter days are ahead. The tentative schedule is rolled out. They just said they're remaining optimistic. They wouldn't just put the dates out there for no reason. Hopefully that all comes to fruition. Thanks so much for tuning in. Follow me on social media at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show at Punt and Pass. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See you.